Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'm John, the executive producer here, and I just want to let you know that uh, we appreciate you watching, and all of those of you that support us financially and just by having a good time here and chat with us. Uh, particularly, we want to thank our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, which are Rowan Parker, Drevian Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L. Thank you all very much for your support over the years. It's meant a lot to all of us. We appreciate it. And now I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to There Among My Nightmares. My name is Elle and I was your DM for this game. And with me today are Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy. Uh, I played the asshole, Dirk. And Corvus. Hi, I'm Corvus. I played uh, Lance, the human paladin, not usually an asshole. And Lilith. Hi, I'm Lilith and I played Louise who was a cleric, and let you know her feelings. And Navarin? Hi, I'm Navarin, uh, and I played Chaz, who was... Well, he was how I would have been in school if I had uh, had any level of confidence. And Zagrog? Hi, I'm Zagrog, and I played Sharon. Um, a good girl. And previously, we had an entire campaign, why the hell are you listening to this instead? Go listen to that first, then come back. <laughs> so I, this is basically a, a season wrap party, so to speak. I, I think I lovingly called it there among my Q&A. Because I'm weird, I guess. Um, We're all weird. Oh, yeah. It doesn't sound very weird to me. No, not weird to me. Yeah, you step up your game. Way too nice. Step it up. Step up your game. Be weirder. Fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll move to Portland or something. They seem to attract everything. I mean, that's not wrong. But I thought I'd basically open up the floor to see if anyone had any questions left over from the series or just any thoughts in general on anything they wanted to talk about it about it i mean yes but that's very it's a very open <laughs> that's a... Well, yeah i i am not good at this type of thing <laughs> I, please help the love of god all right, maybe we can go so through start, like in, yeah, people, let's yeah, we start can sort of go person by person. Person, let's go around the horn, say so to speak. Um, who wants to start? Lauren, I know sure. you have a bunch of questions. I I yeah. wrote down some questions as well. I have questions that I wrote down during play that still haven't been answered. So. <laughs> Ooh, let's start with one of those. Yes, let's start with one of those. <clears throat> okay. Who sh showed us the pictures of Chaz's dad and Lachlan's dad, and why? So that actually was the librarian, because he wanted you on his side. Ah. Uh... 
Right, so you just lied when well. we asked him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you never lied once. Come on. No, no, I, I, I realise that. It's just... No, it worked out great for him. You should, yeah. you should definitely, you know, definitely have done more of that. <laughs> but yeah, he basically put the clues up the, to sort of indirectly lead you guys into finding out what happened to his era. And it's like, well, look, you can see my point of view. Come work with me. Makes sense. <laughs> it, it does from a perspective of someone who has... From a certain point of, of view. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, no, that... that like that makes sense perfectly fine. I just um I guess that was one of the few things that I find found a little frustrating is stuff like especially that last conversations last few conversations we had with him is like we have solved the puzzle. We have found the person. We are talking to the person and we have no way to confirm any of it because he just won't say anything. Or and there's no evidence there and there's no way to actually tell whether we were whether 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 we were just completely wrong. Which I think might have just been me being a bad DM. I mean, possibly, but I wouldn't that say was that. just. Well, I mean, I don't think that's you being a bad DM. If, if at, at worst it is a thing that maybe could be improved on, it's just like, yeah, we had a theory. Like, okay, we got all these clues. They all seem to point to it's probably the librarian. He's up to. Some, we caught him doing some shady stuff. We confront him. He lies and just says, "No, it's not me." Mm-hmm. And then we're like, okay, we have no way to tell whether we, whether we as like out of character, did we just fuck up and miss a clue and we're actually in the completely wrong spot or did we get it right? And now what? Well, I mean, I would say as far as that, as far as that kind of thing goes, a couple things. One, in my experience as a DM. There does a lot of times come a point where somebody, ha- the the party has all the information that you need, that, or that 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 they need, and they're they're throwing answers, but you can't just say yes. Everything that you have said is completely accurate. Oh yeah, because Darn. that's when you that because the story ends. Then, um, I but. Well, it's definitely something that can be that that can be for the players like or for the for the PCs, I guess I would say that's not helpful at all. I think the DM in a lot of cases then tends to adjust what's gonna happen from that point to still get to you to where you need. Like not getting all the answers from from uh, one particular NPC doesn't mean there's nowhere else to go from there. Oh yeah, no, it was just what that's that that feels like what happened here. It just fit yeah, like I said, it just sort of felt kind of weird just being like I I don't know I didn't at that point it was like I don't know what's next then. Okay, we've accused the person and mhm and now I am now I'm lost. Yeah, I, I think that might be an issue with how I create stories because I have the big set pieces and struggle to find the connections. Well, let's let's talk about that actually because that's one of the questions I wanted to ask, which is okay. how did you have it all planned out at the beginning? Okay, so this is the one I know that you guys are going to hate me for. 
Unlikely. Uh, well, you, unlikely. Well, I mean, wait to hear the answer. So the entire story was a two-minute search-and-replace job from Wikipedia for the plot synopsis of Digimon Season 2. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking amazing. That is awesome. So, Never watched the Digimon. I, me neither. Right. That's why it works. I did watch Digimon. I don't remember it. No <laughs> one ever does. Everyone remembers the first season and the third season. If I remember rightly, the first season is very long, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, so that's like the only one most people have seen. Because in the second season, that's the one where they're slightly bit older, they go in and out of the digital world at will to go to school and not whatnot. Yes! Yeah, <laughs> yeah now I see it. You, oh. you have the... You have the Digimon Emperor who is setting up dark spires around the place that's draining yep. energy from the land. <laughs> and then behind it all, you have a guy who really just wants to open a portal to the digital world. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That I love it. That's so good. That's great. I, I, I absolutely do not hate you for that. I, I really I, do not hate you for that. I steal things for my stuff all the time. I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah that's... it's definitely wrong to think it's bad to do that kind of thing. Oh, God. This is wrong it's to steal ideas from, from, from mass media for, for, for campaigns. I would be so fucked. <laughs> I, I think I meant it more that you guys would hate me in the same way as if I made a particularly bad pun. No, no, no. Too. No. I, it's no like, that's oh, that, that is funny, and I hate that I find that funny. No, that's all, honestly, that's really clever. If you wanted yeah. to do the sort of Iseki, whatever, you know, yeah. the yes. world Isekai. thing. Isekai, rather, yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, the Digimon's a great one to... to to pull from it, I think. Because the the original idea was, how do I get you guys basically into the Feywild, but able to juggle two lives? Right. Yeah. Because because I'd watched Spider-Man some stuff recently when I was coming up with the idea, and then it's just like, hey, wait, why do I have to do the heavy lifting? Someone else has already done the story <laughs> writing for me. <laughs> awesome. I have to admit, I'm doing that... <clears throat> With a home group who are currently playing through a adventure league game without realising they're playing through an adventure league game. Yep. Fair. It does what I want it to do. It involves dragons. It's good. Yeah. Sometimes you you have to let smarter people than yourself do the work for you. Absolutely. That's how it got me through school. Now that's a lie. Panicking when exams came got me through school. That, that just got me sent home. How about someone else's question? Yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, I might be willing to take that. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, I'm not asking you necessarily to reveal this, because it might be a mystery that might be left as a mystery, but um, was there any, any clear idea who who the genie was? Because I don't think we ever figured out. 
yeah. As I choke to death. Because. Please don't. Eh, I've had a good run. Uh, I thought I'd basically revealed it, like, explicitly, that, that the genie was the librarian's hero form. Huh. I mean, that sounds like news to me, so maybe not. No, I got that. Yeah, I thought I thought I'd okay. given you guys like a, a like a flashback of sorts at some point where it's like yeah no you you guys see it all now. I personally missed uh, might have missed it because I missed a pretty big episode at the end. Although I don't mean that that was necessarily when that came came to light, but I mean. It makes sense. I'm not saying that's contradicting any of what I know. <laughs> right. Hmm. Yeah, it's like I'm just now learning all this stuff. It's like I I need to be better at like revealing mysteries properly, uh, properly which I know is a tricky thing maybe. to do. Yeah, it it's definitely one of the things that I when I when I was running a game felt I wasn't I was never sure how I was doing. With it, because it's really, it's hard to, hard to lay clues down for players when you're like, well, I know everything. And if I, like, I can put these clues in and they're obvious to me, like what the connections are between them, but you have no real way of knowing whether the players will put that together or whether you're, or whether you're just being way too obvious, right? Where it's like, well, yeah, obvious, like, oh, I'll put this secret, this mystery by sprinkling these clues all over and then they'll just be like, oh yeah, that's, I just that makes perfect sense and put it all together like oh, well. I'm not sure you can do too obvious when it comes no. to D&D stuff. And that's the, that's what the conclusion I eventually came to was just like no just keep putting in clues put in a million more clues than they than you need because they will miss most of them mm-hmm. yep. and they will go off on tangents on the others. Yep. And See. maybe they'll put some of them together but you just need to keep putting them in because yeah. they will miss them a lot easier. Room. You you say that but you guys stumbled across, like, the main story, as it were, much quicker than I expected you guys to. So I, I was basically scrambling from day one, which I think kind of worked out, because that, although I did start getting a little bit burnt out, you, uh, you, you guys, uh, I must have heavy-handed some of the clues a bit, because you guys latched onto it very quickly. Uh, is this that, things like page? Yeah. Well, I mean, I had intended to sort of spin it out a bit longer, but as I said, I think it worked out for the best because I was getting a little bit burnt out on the work of being a DM. Mm. So mm. having the kind of quickened pace helped match, like, the speed of burnout. Fair enough. Okay. Because I know there was, like, episode 25 or 26, I was just like, I really just don't want to do this anymore. But here we That's are. A shame. I I mean I say that no I think we did twenty five episodes. I was so. gonna say this is episode twenty six. Yeah, let, uh, about what thirteen or fourteen then? But yeah. Hmm. Um. All right. Well, this, let me see if I find a. Uh, a segue to a question that I had. Um, <laughs> was there was there any, no? Okay, I mean that actually. I have a question that's very similar to that. Was there anything that we did that you had hoped that we would have done differently? 
Like, was there any point where we like had a choice and went the other way than what you were hoping? Uh, I, I think this is also partially my fault with how I played him, but. Uh, I had, had intended you guys to work a bit more with the Autumn Lord for a bit longer. Uh, I do have like a whole catalogue of uh, pre-written quests and whatnot that would eventually tie in. That makes hmm. sense. I mean, in fairness, what did we, I don't when did... know if you. I don't know. If, I don't know if it would have been possible to predict how quickly. Dirk mm. would say, fuck this dude. Bruh. How did I, we... I didn't help that. When did we break off from that? Was it just because he was being a jerk and we're like... No, we had I... something else, some other reason to go do something else. Yeah, it was at the same time as you guys were starting to spin off. I was like, oh, they are stumbling across this main storyline, so I need to start tying that in heavier. Right. Mm. So that would have been... Uh, probably the the turning point. I think it's the heavier page involvement that took us away from, mm. like the right. uh, horror epi- what I'd call the horror episode. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the the thing where we went back to the back home was we found the like a letter written in French or something, wasn't it? Oh, that too. And that was like, okay, something's happening back in the real world. We need to track that down. Oh, let's go after and. Again, not so much a criticism as just a funny thing. Let's go after the only MP- the only background character who was described in detail. <laughs> a little bit. It wasn't really that, but like the I, I found the page thing kind of funny because it's like you know that sort of meme about the anime protagonist. You see like a crowd of anime characters and they're all like blank faced except for one really detailed person with the spiky hair. It's like oh we wandered around the town, there was people around, and then there was one person described as like explicitly was the girl in the wheelchair. But, um, which kind of... my The meta-knowledge made me latch onto that, but... I don't think I don't think that was the only thing. I agree that it play, definitely played a part in that, but I think there, there were also like, actual in-game clues yeah, And then she started really uh, getting fleshed out. And to be I just fair, found that funny. Like, even in game, she had reasons to stand out more. Yo, for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just found it. Like, I just, I just had just found in retrospect. I kind of found it funny when we were. It's like, oh, it's that person that we were taught, told about. Like, yeah, random one citizen suddenly disappears, but reappears on a boat that had like. They tried to contact, and it's like, no, she never got on, and yeah. then all of a sudden is paralyzed for no reason, mysteriously. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it. I mean, it, it's like, you guys did get the detailed, or oh, this one stands out, because even as characters, you would have gotten that, oh, well, there goes that that character, oh, no. Right. Yeah. Alright, I've got one. So, I know you had potential plans for this. But I don't remember if it was ever, ever, ever specified. What was what what was your plan if, let's just be generous and say, one of us had managed to get themselves killed at some point? Uh, you would have been resurrected. Uh, 
basically on the spot after a little while and you would have your like your pact clause initiate okay what does that mean uh well each of you had that that one little encounter with what that could mean mm-hmm. like basically a supercharged test drive version so it's like for for the word it was like you were like as weak as a mouse now because you wanted strength right or uh, uh, with uh, Chaz, he wanted to protect his friends, so all around him is just strangers mocking him, things like that. Oh, really? That's interesting, because he would have been fine with that. <laughs> yeah, but that would have been a persistent thing that would have gotten worse any time you died. But right. that also gave you like a death sentence at some point in the future. Yeah. Makes sense. But hmm. it's like... I for one like at one hand I don't mind killing characters, but apparently some people have a thing about killing kids. <laughs> so it's like, well, I've got this inbuilt way that you, if you do if you do die, you don't actually die unless you really want to. Yep. Cool. <laughs> Which is, actually, that's a funny thing. I don't know if this is one of anyone's questions, but that is kind of what happened to the librarian as well. What's that? Uh, Well, he had his packed trigger because it it was broken, and he got his death sentence. (sighs) Yep, Uh, oh, fair, yep, yep, yep. So part of his whole deal is, like, even if he managed to achieve his goal of finding a way back in, he was never going to be allowed in because he would have had a heart attack at any any time when he tried. Right. Mm. So let's let's actually talk about that then. Where did you get the contract stuff from? Or did you make that up? Yep. Well, this was partially from the quote original plot and partially from my own ideas. Because uh in the Digimon series, when you go over to the digital world you get your partner Digimon. Mm -hmm. I didn't want everyone to basically just be like a summoner of sorts, so I had to figure out a way of giving you your own powers. Hmm. And that is something that one of the later series touches on, is like, well, what if humans became Digimon temporarily? Which is, it's a bad series, don't watch that one. (laughs) But then it's also, well, you know, Faye are huge on contracts and the like, so mm-hmm. that's a way to get the powers, plus, you know, the don't double-cross me because of death. Right. And that sort of, that that touches on a question I also had, which is, did we ha- did you have more plans for the familiars that we never ended up using? Uh, yeah, sort of. They would... Like, be able to manifest as some of, like, your feats or some of your powers. It's, like, not necessarily a a glass casts a healing word and that just works. It's, like, glass summons a familiar to go over and deliver said healing word. Right. But, yeah, that kind of got dropped pretty quick. I, I think part of it is I was waiting for a couple more 
like answers of what people's familiars were and just never got it. Yeah. No. I just, I'm just like, okay, we don't really need it. Next question. I have more, but other people, I keep asking questions. So. I mean, that is kind of the point. Yeah. All right. E- eventually, there will be a point that you will run out of questions. That's true. I just didn't want to, uh, you know, I wanted to give other people a chance as well. Yeah, go for um, it. Was there anything that we did that surprised you? Hmm. Especially, like, character stuff. But also just generally. Kind of, not really. I I was surprised a little bit that um, Dirk volunteered to take over because I didn't really get that read from his character at that point. <laughs> like, it kind of makes sense in the long run now, but just at the time it's like, why would you do that? I, I mean, I'll roll with it, but it's a weird one. I mean, in oh, his- Interesting. I re- I, just before, sorry, Jeremy. Go ahead. I really got that read on... Dirk the whole way through, I was like, this is a character who has basically no interest in our side of, you know, the world once they find out that there is this other place, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Dirk's got no family ties, Dirk's got very little investment in school or anything like that. He's just sort of there doing that stuff because, you know, you have to. And he suddenly finds this world where his particular set of talents are appreciated and useful, uh, and he he's like, "Fuck, this is you know, this is it. I've like I've figured it out. This is what I want to do." Like I, I got that sense the whole way through. Yeah, I mean, absolutely same, but just the taking on the responsibility aspect is what so, got to me. Yeah, for like, sure. Why, so- why not just like get someone else to do it and? live the freelancer life because so here's the thing that all was absolutely accurate and that's all factoring into what he was thinking but honestly the initial the the initial volunteering was pure egotism of well i can do a better job than this fucking guy's done and <laughs> it was as simple as that and Final then fuck, use the old lord Immediately after that, it was, wait a minute, this guy's got power. This guy can do cool stuff. And then he started thinking of the actual good reasons to do it. Of, I'm the best choice because I don't have any ties to the other world. And here I can just be a fucking superhero forever. Etc, etc, etc. And so, what was initially a really dumb raising of the hand... He talked himself into thinking it was a really good idea. Yeah, and that's fair enough. But other than that, I think you guys pretty much danced to my puppeteering strings. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I think that's... So the ending, the ending to no, as you expected, then. Uh, again, with a little bit of you guys are doing things a little bit faster than I had anticipated. Because mm. it's yeah. like, in my head, I saw it going like in, in Digimon, where it's like, oh, well, the portal's open. 
I'm going to go for it. Oh no, I can't do it. I'm dying literally inches away from achieving my goal. But instead, it's like, do it with a bear hug. It's like, no, you're coming with us. Like, oh, okay, no big dramatic moment, just die in his arms. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) So, the previous question... I think I agree about... Oh, go ahead. I just want to comment. I think think you said earlier that uh, you think it might have been a good thing that the uh, pacing ended up being quicker. I think I agree that the pacing uh was better for it like this may have been a little quick on the pacing but not overly so like i think it was pretty good actually yeah for sure i i think it also helped that after that initial sort of burst of i i don't want to do this anymore i just want to not play D ever again right now i i got that sort of second wind of eh, well you know i might as well finish it i've got to stick it to the end that pseudo confidence, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's that kind works. of let me hobble over the line. No, it was a strong finish. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I mean, like in my own mind, it's like, oh god, I'm just just about there. Oh. <laughs> I mean, fair. Like, you know, it's like everyone else has finished the race like three days ago and I'm just collapsing over the the, the finish line that no one else is watching me. Like, oh yeah, everyone went home, guy. Mm. I, mm, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah, again, logically, I know that. But right. Emotionally, that's what it felt like. Absolutely. Like, oh, I can see that. The end is in sight. Yep. So... The previous question about surprises, I think this can be one to take L off the hot seat for a moment that can be asked probably to everybody about other character moments, etc., 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 things that surprise either about your own character or about some other character, like any particular moment that stood out. I think I'm not sure if this is a surprise actually, but uh, the I was in a uh, I had not resolved what I wanted to do with uh, regards to uh, Sharon's crush on uh, oh, oh god, I'm forgetting the character Chaz. name. Chaz. Chaz. The, yeah, it's the same as the. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like, I had been thinking of, do I need, like, being aware of, uh, Paige's feelings, and, like, do I, do I try to, uh, do something mean to actually, actually wreck what's going on there, to, uh, or what, and then, and then the session actually goes on, hey, uh, why don't we both try this? Mm-hmm. That was, like... That kind of got me... I'm not surprised that I went along with it, because that's not that's not a surprising to me at all. But, but I had not considered that option, and I kind of just 
defaulted into, of course, this is best for everyone if this works. Right. Which is, I, I think, uh, I, again, I don't know how well it came out, but in that finale, I gave you sort of the opening to do so if you wanted to. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, Paige, I, had, I think Paige had to go and then it didn't quite work out. But you know, everyone's still friends. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not entirely surprised by that. I like the, especially like the beginning part of that where I like to play Paige trying to be like, like trying to be a good friend to Paige. Uh, I mean, Sharon being trying to be a good friend to Paige. And there were some nice moments that came out of that. Mm hmm. So I do like how that went, even if at the end it didn't it didn't become a very important deal in the like epilogue, but <coughs> yeah, that that was yeah. something that kind of surprised me a little bit. Actually, is everyone went their own ways a little bit more divergently than I had expected. Because it, it, it like sort at the of end. felt yeah. Like, everyone on their own path to the future is just, like, it feels like everyone's in five or six different directions. Oh, well, that kind of feels hmm. like, you know, the bonds of war would have tied you guys a little bit stronger than that. But, hey, I, you guys know your characters better than I do. I mean, but it's also, it's very much the coming-of-age story, right? Hmm. Where, like, the, the, the people that you're, that you're friends with in in grade school you know i'm still i personally talking about myself i still interact with those people on facebook or or wherever but those are not the friends that i ended up with after the fact i mean i you know i still get along with them i still like them a lot etc and I think, you know, obviously something like this that's very heightened, I think those bonds are definitely stronger. And I think they were portrayed as stronger, too, because it's not like anybody necessarily was like, well, screw you guys, I'm not seeing you again until I I I, I get a notification to friend you or anything. Um, but I think that's just a natural part of the fact that we were teenagers who eventually are gonna are 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 gonna grow up and interests will change and people sort of went off in different directions because that's when you're finding yourself and finding what you're gonna be doing with your life. I think also just the framing of it is a little it's it would be hard to say I stick with these people because you don't that's not a choice that's not a single choice you ever make at any point in your life right you don't get out of high school and say and now i shall stay friends with these people staying friends with somebody is an ongoing process so right. kind of just being asked what do you do well yeah probably you know it's entirely possible that i would that you know my characters would stay with friends with all these people but i can't say that definitively right without actually like not role-playing, but, you know, going through that with them. That's an active back and forth mm-hmm. for how long you stay with somebody. Just asking the question, what do you do with the rest of your life? Trying to answer that by also including, and I say friends with these people, isn't really possible. You know, you can only really say, what does my character intend to do? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe I would have understood that more if I had had friends. No, I just mean... 
That's not what it. Well, I mean, it's more of a for perspective thing. Like, it's just that's not a question you can really answer in yeah. one. Like, I, co- I couldn't speak on behalf of on behalf of Dirk and say I stay friends with Dirk for the rest of our lives or something. You know, because I don't know. Do we? Well, we would have to find out. That's where I think in that kind of thing is some, and this was done some, um, some playing off each other's saying what they do Mm. thing, which there was definitely some of that. But so, yeah, the framing of like asking, especially also asking each player individually what they do kind of makes that answering questions about like how they interact with others difficult, I think. But uh, which doesn't mean that they wouldn't. Like, the fact that we all said what we went off and did doesn't mean that we don't also aren't yeah, also friends with each other. It's not exclusively so. No, it, yeah. it's basically, right. basically, you were sort of just the, purely the framing of the question is what do you individually say that you can do, you know, do with the rest of your life? And there isn't really um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I, I kind of want to interrupt the current question being answered to then ask that question. What would have changed if I'd given you guys the heads up that that was coming? I mean, I guess so we could have talked about it. Coming? Uh, about the, here is the end of your life. What do you guys plan to do? Oh, right. This? Yeah, well, so, now, actually, now I can the, tie that back into the broken. previous. I can tie that back into the previous question, because um, as a player, I was actually kind of looking forward to the, air quotes, awkward conversation we were going to have before the epilogue with the three of us involved in the love triangle thing, but that didn't really happen, mm. so we we sort of... Yeah. Like, we ended up just talking around it, because we never actually had the uh, the, the, the talk in-game. That's true. So that would have been different if we'd known that was coming. Um, for me, I actually don't think a lot would have been different, because I, I like the idea of um, Kaz ending up being the, like... Diplomatic envoy or whatever, um, and obviously, you know, obviously he would have stayed friends with as many people as possible. Um, but I didn't. I actually personally didn't think to mention that because yeah, I assumed. Fair enough. Well, I think yeah, it was I mean, also I... very assumed in a lot of in a lot of situations, unless somebody said, "No, I'm not having anything to do with that." I was assuming that they were all still. Somewhat, yeah. You know, they weren't they weren't in each other's lives twenty four seven like they were during that time period, of course. But they were still interacting with each other. With they, they would kind of have to based on everything that they were individually doing. Yeah, I assumed they would be. Yeah. Well, considering a lot of us were still working, in the loosest sense of the word, for Dirk. Yeah, exactly. They would still have to interact. Yeah. I know for my part, literally not a goddamn thing would have changed. Not as seeing. I mean, that was all very spur of the moment, which is fine. I really like doing that kind of stuff spur of the moment. Um, but I think everything in terms of like his epilogue played out exactly as it would have played out if I'd had time to plan it. So, Other than the fact the... that I don't think I would have predicted that he would have... 
I don't think I would have honestly predicted that he would have he would have volunteered. But you know, once you get maybe past that's that, the maybe that's a difference in being a produced podcast type thing versus just playing. Is that I didn't want to ruin the surprise, so to speak. Oh, for sure, and whereas, I I really like the way that this the, that it played out. Um, whereas, like, if I'd given you guys, like, okay, here is a permanent portal between worlds. Let's have a twenty minute lunch break, and then we'll continue our six hour session for this month. Right. Yeah. Whereas, like, being the produced format, it's like, well, I. I don't really want to give that away. Maybe that's a failing of mine. I'm not sure. No. But it's also, well, we're kind of on a time constraint as well, so we have to just roll straight through. Right. No, I think it worked fine. But that's, again, me interrupting the question of uh, for everyone else, if there's anything other characters did. I mean, I... The main one, I think, was... was um. Derek taking on, not Kurt taking on the Autumn Lord thing. It was very cool. It was like a, it was a very, I, I didn't expect it to happen. Although in retrospect, it's like, yeah, sure, that makes a perfect sense. Um, it's very sort of, it is an interesting way that a character can go who's very sort of anti-authority, as as Dirk slash Kurt was. Right. Is 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 you can just keep fighting any kind of authority, or you can be sort of doing it because you think it can be done better and actually sort of willing to, um, you know, step up to prove it, mm-hmm. which he, he apparently is. Um, uh, I was just thinking, and in, retro- in thinking about it, it's probably not an accurate comparison, but it was making me think of, there's a guy named Peter Garrett, who uh, Elle will know. Mm-hmm. But probably nobody else. But you may be familiar with a band called Midnight Oil. Yes. Um, Peter Garrett was the lead singer from that. He's this tall, bald, very aggro sort of guy. Very you know anti-authority. All, all of uh, uh, the band was very. If you listen to any of their stuff that didn't get outside of Australia, it's all because it's Australian political <laughs> songs, right? And he ended up being uh, uh, a. Um, politician in the end, yep. like he he was the minister for environment and multicultural and some other stuff. It was actually pretty cool. So um, it's funny. There's like Dirk, this again tall, aggressive sort of guy who's like fuck the government. Goes actually, you know what? I could do better. Yep. <laughs> the the punk rocker turned bank manager. Yeah, yeah. It was actually kind of cool though. So. I think the. Only thing I would have done was actually not have technical difficulties so that I did know what was going on, and Louise would have probably interacted a bit more. Yeah, I think that's fair. That was an unfortunate thing. Yeah. Which, again, is maybe an issue of being that produced format where it's just like, oh, we can't really stop or, you know, wait too much. We're on that, you know, it's coming up to the hour, people have to leave to do stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Nah, that's just listen. Technical stuff you can't really. Yeah, you it's can't true, really yeah. account for. I will say no, but you can blame it heavily. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> I will say the one thing that surprised me in the most delightful way because it never it completely changed. Certainly, 
aspects of how I played Dirk um, was Louise developing a thing. Yeah. <laughs> That did me. I'm going to be honest. I never once considered it with Dirk until that started happening. And I was like, huh. <laughs> yeah, no, I could see. I could see that. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that idea. Okay, I'm rolling with it. Um, Which really changed a lot of, 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 of Dirk in terms of like, uh, Probably where his trajectory ultimately went. Um, it, it, this is a very niche example that I don't even know if Corvus will get as an Australiana reference, but it, it puts me in mind of Misery Guts. No, sorry. Which is a, a, the first novel in a, a trilogy of kids' books about a, a guy who moves from England because it is too oh, depressing I've seen that there. Book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, every building in my street is bland and grey. I'm going to accidentally, quote, buy bright orange paint for my fish and chip shop that my dad runs. And then they half get kicked out of the country and half go, wait a minute, why why are we doing this? This is boring. And they immigrate to Australia. And, yeah, he ends up developing a relationship because he's... The, the the quiet British kid versus the very mm-hmm. loud, brash Aussie girl. And it, it kind of reminds me of that. I can see that. But yeah, that was... Yeah. I mean, A, it was a hell of a lot of fun to play off of. It um, definitely was, yeah. It, 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 it did very much change how I was seeing Dirk and how... Because it changes how Dirk's reacting to things... Um, it, it definitely changed sort of where he ended up going. And I really liked the thing that you and I both sort of kind of both did with our epilogues, where they certainly don't end up together. But I don't think, at least not in Dirk's case, it didn't go away for sure. Yes, I'm with And you. that's that's the kind of like I don't think bittersweet is the right way to put it, but the kind of like not fairy tale ending, but still really satisfying and kind of nice ending yeah. that I appreciated. And it- I did not actually plan Louise right. having a thing. It kind of just happened with the banter between yep. the two characters and the way we played it. It was kind of like just a minute. What's going on here? Right. Uh, this is this is a rea- interaction that I have seen in teams where they are <laughs> hitting, not hitting on each other but they are antagonizing each other because they like each other way too much. Yep. <laughs> well, it's In their the, minds, way too much. Yeah, It's the, the schoolgirl thing, isn't it? He, he's only pulling yeah. your hair because he likes you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that which, was my... Which isn't healthy. Thing. No. 
but it can make for really good stories. Yes. Like, it, 600 years later, like, there's just a secret room built in the back of the, the holder chamber that the only thing in there is a picture of Louise. I'm impressed that you think Dirk's lasting 600 years. Well, I mean, he's not going to die. I uh, know, something but you don't think he's going to fuck up? And I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to he's going to go in like five. No, look years at it this way, Jeremy. Like look at it this way. He's going to fuck up worse than the Autumn Lord did. Okay, because they didn't care point. about him. That is until, an absolutely like, fair point. It was brought to their attention directly. That is absolutely fair. It took it took so, an entire party not only getting fucked over by the Autumn Lord and actively going out of their way to get him fired. Is yep. even, yep. So it could be a, it could be a while. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's totally. Fair. <laughs> so I actually have a question then uh, for Lilith, mm-hmm. because you came into this game like as it had already begun. So, uh, I mean, hopefully you you stick with us for what's coming next. But you know, if not, then you know, thank you for sharing your time with us. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm sticking around. I was gonna say, spoiler alert: their character's already being <laughs> made. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, what was that experience like trying to fit a character into an existing dynamic? Um, that's kind of why I went with my character being an uh, immigrating, because then it makes sense that. Nothing gels, nothing fits, and I can play my awkwardness of trying to get her fitting in with her awkwardness of trying to fit in. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I get yeah, that. Because so it's it like, at the same time, you're also getting used to us as players. Yeah. Even though, like, I, I don't know about everyone else, but I think we've at least played a game for this. Oh, one or two. Yeah. No, I mean, like, uh, between myself and Will. I'd question if there even was an existing dynamic much between the party up to that point. Like, I don't think a lot was going on yet. Yeah. There wasn't a dynamic with the party. There was a dynamic with you guys as players. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Okay, what what you might not have noticed because of the lack of experience thing, is that that dynamic actually changes game to game? Yes, yes, I have. Noticed that in the, <laughs> the couple of players. So, that, we're, it's new to all of us as well every time. Yeah, yeah. But you we, don't, guys... we don't plan any of that. One of us just ends up doing the thing. Yeah, but you guys kind of already know what the other person's likely to do. Uh, how and, and how... I still don't know what Elle's going to do. Yeah, how much yeah. do I need to apologize? Not at all. I, yeah. Depends. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but yeah, having GM'd for L, I kind of knew how they played. Mm-hmm. And I think we've done one other one shot together as well. I I think Possibly. it was just the masks one, actually. Was it? Okay. But even then, you still got a taste of what I could do. Yeah, and it was brilliant. That was one of the best games I ran at that at Gen Con. So you done good. It was a, what, a doomsday bomb or something, and yeah. 
that. Yeah, I I had the power of turning into water, so it's like, well, I'll go in and like disable the mechanisms because they'll short short circuit it, and yeah. I'll just you know I'll let myself die because I change out of it and just merge with the machines in my brain or something. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty much it. But that's why I jumped at the offer because I knew if L was involved, it was going to be lots of fun, and it is. <laughs> Plus, we have that weird other connection that really takes a lot of explaining. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> oh, God, what has Sandspan's done to us? I know. See, <laughs> <laughs> so Nav knows. Yeah, I got one of my other friends involved, and they also play D&D, so that's, uh... Yeah. Yeah, you got to watch out for that, man. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> I yeah. was going to ask a question. Mm-hmm. 2L again. <laughs> Who was your favourite NPC that you played? Mm. I, I mean, it would be the easy answer to say Paige, just because that's the one that had the most screen time. But I also, yeah. I also kind of liked Richmond, which was uh, Lance's dad. Just like, yeah, yes. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm watching the cricket, <laughs> mate. <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, I really like Lance's dad being in the game like that as a whole thing. That was great. Because <clears throat> mm. it's also like, here, here is an example of what happens when packs go wrong. <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed that whole scene with, with my dad. It, it, I, in retrospect, enjoyed it. In the moment, I was as annoyed at him as Lance was, as Lachlan was, but that's just how that I, <laughs> I mean, I, I also enjoyed it from like a meta level because I know Corvus has a weakness to absorbing my accent if I get too strong with it. <laughs> You're not wrong. So I was like, how, how thick can I lay this on just to mess with him? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. No, I do. And... Nah, no worries, mate. Absolutely no walkers. No, that was fun, though. It was, it was fun because it's also like, um, sort of, a, I mean, it's always just fun to be sort of the, for at least a short period, being sort of the main character in the scene, which was sort of like, well, yeah, but, um, that was really good. Um, I will, I will hijack the question and say, does it, what NPCs, what NPCs did other people like L playing? Wizard. And I'm going to say, wizard, wizard, the guy. Wizard, wizard, wizard. <laughs> I was okay. gonna say guy who gave me the B thing that I never used. The merchant oh, guy? Yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh I totally run a legitimate store. Step into this store that I totally oh, own right. and just picked the lock off. And also the mirror the merchant for the mirror store, which is yeah. very similar, but <laughs> Oh that mirror store. <laughs> that was a delight. You L, you are very good at like I pick a I pick an NPC out of the crowd and want to talk to him. Make something up right now. You do very well on those. I wouldn't have said that myself, but okay. No, no, really. Like I, that's yeah, no, that's one that I I dread doing myself. Where it's like, oh, you wanted to know about a character I did not name and did not even mention, like does not exist until you ask about them. Crap. But you seem to do like from our from my side. You, those characters are always, uh, I always enjoy talking to them. 
for your characters. Thank you very much. Uh, anyone else to stroke my ego with favourite NPCs? Uh, yeah. We can, for a second, we can talk about the wizard. <laughs> I mean... I got nothing else to say but wizard, 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 wizard. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Sorry, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Lil. Uh, Chaz's mum. <coughs> Chaz's mum was brilliant. Which? Oh, yeah. I had a real school flashback wow. there where I was like, don't you talk about my mum? <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's one that really did come easily to me, rather than some of the others, because that is basically my mum. Like, legitimately just her personality. Yeah, so there's, there's a bit of an interesting thing in that, because <clears throat> um, I don't know if we discussed it a lot prior to the game, but I I had a slightly different idea about her and how she was, um, but it sort of worked out fine. Um, <clears throat> I I had a sort of... My, my thoughts on that was that she was actually going to be... Um, What's the way of putting it? Less worrying and more sort of like... Well, I was trying to explain how Chaz got to be like the sort of air quotes good or as like sane as he was, you know? Hmm. Um, which is a difficult proposition for any team. But um, my idea for her was more was like less worried and more sort of understanding. But I think it actually ended up working really well, um, regardless. Yeah, which then makes me consider how you played a Chaz that is a reflection on myself. Hmm. Hmm. Well, file that away for therapy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's like, basically, I I did consult with my parents on this. It's like, hey, look, you're a, you're a dad, you're a mum, what would you do in this situation? So that's why Noah was that little bit of standoffish sort of absent figure for Dirk. Mm-hmm. And that's why the, uh, uh, Sharon's grandfather was that little bit of controlling. Because that mm. is my dad. Mm. That informs a lot, actually. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, he, it, you now have the back catalogue of my childhood. Hmm. <laughs> Um, that's not terribly surprising considering how heavily this game dealt with that kind of stuff. Hmm. Right. I think I inadvertently put more of myself into my characters than I initially think I do. Mm, Probably. That makes sense. <clears throat> it but also doesn't surprise me that it would happen with the game being what it was. Well, that, that's a second section, a session of therapy, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what they get paid for. I'll mention, I will. NPC that came to my mind was the Autumn Lord. <laughs> yeah. Which, with, yeah. Which, which, as an aside, huge props again to Ryder Raven and Dino Winwood for helping me out with that. Because Raven wrote the the packed script, 
like the whole uh, mm. the oath thing. And uh, Dino voice acted it because he is an incredible voice actor that should be hired for basically every project ever. He does, he does great wrestling imitations. Do you oh, have that it. available right now? I think you should play that again, because I actually don't remember it. Uh, I do, but I don't know how well it would come through, because no one else is in Roll20 with me. So right, I it was through Roll20. I, I, I do have the file, uh, so I, I will put it in in post, if you wish. That doesn't help you. I guys. just think if you're sh- if you're shouting out the guy, then it seems like a good time to do it since that was like fairly that early might on. Be a wasn't good it? idea. Yeah, yeah. Why not? <clears throat> so that will play right now. So thou dost seek a life renewed. Tis bold to cast aside old hardships, fear and strife. Whether thy goals be few or manifold, desireth thee to change thy lot. Petition me for gifts thou didst decide. Of thine own make and choosing is thy fate. By ancient law, these words of power abide, and not hereafter shalt this pact negate. A contract sealed with ambition and will, to burdens bear thou hast the wherewithal. Thus here and now, I grant thee strength and skill. A fair exchange, thy service at my but heed my oath to thee of talents gained. Betrayal leads to retribution vain. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hire that person. But no, legitimately, he yeah. does. He, I think his Paul Heyman is his best impression. But nice. holy shit, Ooh. he's funny. So, um. My favorite NPC, uh, <clears throat> I think probably it did, did end up being Paige, um, because that was just a lot of fun to go from, like, antagonist to member of the group. You know, the, the traditional, um, are we, are we calling that the Zuko now? Is that a thing? Is that? Well, I mean, I don't know because I don't watch uh, what's you the well, it's, it's, samurai. It's, it's, it's an archetype. People call it things. It's it's fucking you know. It's the the character who starts off as an enemy, and then stuff happens. Yeah, uh, I mean, and they're no longer necessarily that. That is, of course, because of my uh, incredible plot writing of. Uh, copy-pasting a plot synopsis, because that's what happens with the Digimon Emperor. Mm. Starts off as being the early season antagonist, uh, has that sort of self-realisation, and joins the good guys. Um, yeah, look, so that was my favourite. I'm looking up TV tropes. <laughs> Anyone else? I think, I think wasn't that everybody? Everyone? Covered everyone. Okay. Well, in that case, in that case, um, question for the group uh, about people's favorite moments. Uh, I'm going to go first um, okay. because 
<laughs> I can hear that everyone's terrified. No, no, <laughs> I was about ready to go, but you go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, my favorite moment was the like uh, the realization moment in the uh, prison place where it was made apparent why the thing was uh, was like detecting me or Chaz rather. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because there was only one logical conclusion there um, and I did not want to come to it and the more I thought about it, the more I was like no <laughs> but it has to be no it has to be and then it yeah, it turned out that uh, it was recognising me because that was that was my dad that was in there yep. bonds of blood you're... sorry bonds of blood yes so I will say yes. two. One that is a this was a great story moment, and one that was just my favorite moment. Um, the 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 storyline moment that 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 I I I like more than anything because I do love a good tragic character was, um. Sort of the insight that made Paige more of a, the, the moment when we got more of Paige's sort of backstory that made us go from kind of like, okay, we understand, but she's also a bad guy to, oh, shit. Well, I guess we have to do something now. Um, I, uh, it was a nice turning point moment that I really liked. And then just my favorite moment, just for this year, was um, there was a rabbit. <laughs> Ooh. And everything involving that goddamn fluffy little rodent was amazing. And hilarious and fun and disastrous and etc. That, yeah. that that rabbit mission was fun. Yes, it really was. It was. That was mine. Mhm. Anyone else have a favourite moment? I think I'll go next. Um, I'm wondering if I should include more than one. Uh, the first thing that came to mind was uh. Uh, Sharon's uh, first real pass at Chaz, which Chaz didn't really recognize as such. Fair. When, Still a uh, teenager. Sharon, well, yeah, 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 it's fair. Uh, like, like pretty openly uh, expressing her concerns about how, how she is being mind-controlled. And asking for help. Mm-hmm. Into yeah, next episode really nice. being like, oh, we both like Chaz. <laughs> Let's have a talk. <laughs> it did help me find ways to play not not it wasn't it wasn't as much to me as uh the 
Louis's uh, drug thing was for them, but it did help. Is that everyone for a favourite moment, or anyone, having, everyone that wants to answer? There were so many, but picking out one is difficult. That's true. Mm. I think, for me, it was when we were, f- just after we were fighting the Lady of Spring and Kurd kind of went off in the half and Louise followed. Yeah. It's what she would do. She might be feeling awkward about feelings for that, but she would go and check on people. Mm-hmm. And then also the moment in the hospital where she just broke down and couldn't do anything. Due to trauma. Yeah. Yeah, which didn't really get in a lot into. But... No. But yeah, that was mine. Cool. I can't think of any single thing, but I enjoyed generally um, sort of snark with uh, Dirk, or Curd. A lot of time between Lance and Curd. Um, and, uh, and I mean, also, I mean, Curd and everyone, really, but uh, Curd and uh, Glass uh, um, Louise quite a lot as well, but um, I think that was the times that I, I enjoyed the most was sort of interacting with that. Unfortunately, I sort of just, I didn't definitely don't take this as anything to do with you, L. I, I never really clicked with the character myself. Like, I tried to do this character and I just never really got into it in the way other, other, I have, I, I have other characters and stuff. So, yeah, but, um, I enjoyed quite a lot sort of interacting with, other people and Curd was the most common that that happened with. So, yeah. Although I guess again the whole thing with the mirror, the mirror shop was very good. So, if there's a single moment, that's probably one of them. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, any further questions? Oh yeah. Uh mechanically, how did you think the um using cards for the criticals worked out? Uh see it's interesting because it, it does give everyone like the more options. Right. But it's also like it can get a bit overly complicated and usually it, it, even the game itself is set up for just doing the default. And that's usually what people want anyway. But uh, it it is also nice to be able to reward role playing as yeah. well. 
rather than just, oh, use combat, do more damage. It is a great option. Um, and that's from somebody who doesn't normally like expanded critical rules. Like, my experience in, in D&D, uh, over the editions have been that critical, uh, bonus criticals or, or expanded criticals, um, add a whole lot of complexity for not a lot of effect. Those were actually pretty nice in terms of being pretty simple. Um, a nice way to do it because then it put it on, like, when you wrote, you could actually, it didn't require a whole lot of, okay, roll on this chart and check this chart and etc. when they happen. Um, my only thing is, like in everything, when I get an expendable resource that isn't spell slots, I'm the I I am the guy who at the end of of the Final Fantasy game has seven bags full of ninety nine stacks of potions because what if yep. I need them in the next boss fight? Yeah, me too. But that's we not did a use them makes it harder to use them. Yeah, we did we did start getting through them a little bit at the end, but yeah, for yeah sure. for exactly that because we knew it was the end. On the plus side, yes, that was one thing that was actually this is one of those times where that actually paid off because at the end I had to roll all of those saving throws and all of the criticals got thrown in to help me. Mm. Um, but that, I mean, hoarding, that's a me thing. That's not a, this system is, is, is not good or it didn't come out effectively thing. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like, the system was good, and I liked it. Um, and I think it played out very well within the game. I think that end save thing where we were all throwing the cards in is, although we weren't actually role-playing it, it is what our characters would be doing. We would be trying to help. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and it is it is a very teen story trope kind of hero type thing to do. It's just like you have our power of friendship. By I think that is yeah, combined, and that is probably, <clears throat> I am. one of the things with fifth edition is that it doesn't necessarily encourage thinking in that way. Um. Which is a kind of a shame, but I did like the the cards and how that did add to it. Yeah, yeah. That that was probably the best use of them because the rest of the time, as there was some interesting, there was occasionally the way the card itself did an interesting thing. Most of the time, it was just a reroll, and that was fine. But the yeah, like the thing that sort of elevated it above yeah the normal way of playing was yeah that that stuff at the end. You had option stuff, and yeah. Hey, give and Goku your energy for the spirit bomb. In yeah. fairness, five E is probably the best system to get an expanded critical chart because it's not it it's probably outside of first edition, which is simplicity of the point of a bad game. Um 
5e is probably the simplest of the D&D systems, so it doesn't require, like, expanded criticals are terrible in, in like, 3rd edition, because you're already adding 17 bonuses and subtracting 3 negatives to come up with, like, a plus 233 to hit anyways. Hmm. Like, when you add in another chart to that, it becomes a pain. Same with 2nd edition, where there's you're already trying to figure out Thacko, and uh, your death saves, and adding bonuses and minuses and stuff. And then 4th edition, I won't go there, because I, I that'll get me off on a rant. 5th <laughs> edition is pretty simplified and streamlined. Well, still fairly complex. Well, still fairly, I won't say complex, but in depth. That I think it's one that allows for a critical system a little bit better. Is there a system that you would run this game in that isn't fifth? That you're aware of? Uh, is that for me or? Yeah. Well, anyone that has an answer would be fine, but. See, if I knew more about it, maybe, like, uh, the kids on bikes or, like, a, maybe even a World of Darkness, like, Innocence game. Mm. But then I don't know how it'd well be really that interesting. would adapt. It'd be really interesting to have a mechanic for, like, doing stuff. Because we used, you know, we used, like, fucking, um, your basic plus one to a to two stats thing in the real world air quotes um but it would have been it would have been really cool to have more of a system for like interacting in the real world is the only reason i bring it up mm. <laughs> maybe something like masks would have worked masks could have yeah, worked really well um any of the power by the apocalypse would have worked pretty well mm. um or dungeon world World of Darkness, there are definitely ways I could see it working. Um, it would require a lot of, uh, not a lot, it would require a little bit of tweaking and jury rigging, but it could be done. Um, oh. Trying to think of other systems. Uh, yeah, that's, that's fine, that's fine. We, do we have any further questions? For anybody. Just in answer to your previous question. Yes. Having two different systems in each world might have been cool. So D&D in one world and a power by the other. Oh, that could have been interesting. That's just on me being a dumbo and not knowing anything about other systems or anything. No, and that's that's fair. That's just not... Stop it. Yeah. Never, never. Get the spray bottle. Not being familiar with things isn't being dumbo about it. Um, No, yeah, that and that that was where I was thinking, like, World of Darkness, because you could use the the, the base mortals for that, and then one of the add-ons, assumedly changeling, but whatever, for the other. But you could even do, like, World of Darkness Mortal for that, and then D&D 5e for 
the um the Fey world stuff, and that would have and been the real world in some specific parts <laughs> and some parts of the real world, yeah. Yeah, and then it just gets into the complicated thing of, okay, well, we have two separate games. Everyone jump out of this one to go and log into the other one. <laughs> oh, uh, right. Uh, not necessarily. There's ways and means. Yeah, there are definitely, there's definitely means you can do that. But that's, uh, yeah, logistics are logistics. It's fine. Uh, let's see. And I even put a clue as the game title as well. As to the whole overarching thing, is there a what was the is the, does the Digimon thing have a subtitle then? No, as in like the actual what the plot is, not the oh. the original source material. Yeah, yeah, nope, I can see that because it it is from the librarian's point of view because yep. it's there among my nightmares. Yep, yep. But yeah, huh. I, I guess I'm just too I'm, I'm too clever for my own good. Stop it. Okay, I am too stupid to live. <laughs> no, we can't win with this, can we? No, you. Can't. Oh, you have to. You have to say something that's positive. You take. Listen. There you go. There are times that we just have to take the ones that L. can potentially be interpreted as compliments, like too clever for my own good. As okay, that's mostly positive. We'll 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 leave that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I even put one in the Slack that I got put down for. It's like, hey, look, this is more positive than I've ever been. <laughs> I think. Well, on that note. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it as far as the questions that I have. All of two or whatever it was. Yeah. There we go. Uh, you, you are, quote, you're all excellent, excellent players, and I'm barely worth the fantastic effort you all continually put in. Okay, that is not positive. I did no. say barely. No. Yes, that's the problem. No. You can't, you can't get away with that on technicality. <laughs> I, I thought I did. No, you didn't. No. Good effort, but no. I think if no one else has any more questions, that'll probably do it then. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, say hello, everybody. Hello. 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 Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.